We each hold a unique place in this world, complete with our own dreams, culture, and perspective. It is the individual stories of those I meet along my journey that shape the way I see the world. I'm so excited to share these stories with you, and I hope they allow you to fall in love with humanity as much as they have for me. Welcome to This World My View. I'm your host, Liana. Today, I want to introduce you to Jeff. I'm sitting down here with Jeff in Lake Tahoe, and we have been given an awesome little space to sit down at the Coachman Inn, or Coachman Hotel, sorry, there we go, Coachman Hotel here. And um, so Jeff is the man behind the brand of Stay Local and has agreed to sit down with me. Uh, This guy's got quite a history of amazing things in life here, and I'm really, really excited to share who he is and share a little bit about um, what he's got going on here. So maybe tell me a little bit about Stay Local, first of all, and we'll Sure. Well, thanks for having me. Thanks for coming to uh, Lake Tahoe. I know this is uh, one of uh, you've been here before, but you came here to snowboard mm-hmm. uh, and check out uh, check out everything Lake Tahoe is. Um, Stay local was really a social experiment. It was an experiment of storytelling, but more importantly, uh, taking storytellers from all over mm-hmm. and really uh, those individuals that came here for Lake Tahoe. Lake Tahoe is a very uh, unique place. I think that. Uh, whether you're uh, an avid outdoor sports individual or whether you're just someone that wants to get away. Uh, Lake Tahoe brings people from all over the world. And every year, every week, there is always someone that comes and takes a photo Hmm. and shares that. And I think that Stay Local has become a platform for those stories. And whether you're uh, here with your family or whether you're just here to use your epic and icon pass, Hmm. Uh, this has become a place that is forever uh, leaves an indelible mark on your soul Mm. and so stay local became a way to share those stories and to do it in a way that anyone had access to them and anyone could really jump on this platform and and really just say hey this is what i did today Mm. yeah i think that's super awesome and and i started following you a little while back i think when i was last here uh, over the summer a couple years ago and it's really it's really awesome to be able to see somebody choosing to create a platform and not make it really about themselves. They were joking that like, you don't really see you personally. So um, I'm grateful that you're letting me uh, pull you out and get to share share you with everybody today. So it's a really cool platform that you've created and it really just gives a chance for other people's stories to be heard and their perspective to be seen on a place that you value and that you call home. I work through a series of questions with all of my guests. So they are designed to getting to know you, your perspective, how you feel about life. There's no wrong answers because it's you. So uh, take your time and answer as you feel comfortable, but we'll jump right in. The first one is, how would you define yourself or who would you define yourself as? All right, we're gonna start with the, <laughs> we're gonna start with the easy ones, yeah. yeah. Um, wow, definition. Um, I would say a chameleon. I think mm-hmm. that um, a chameleon in a way that, uh, you know, coming, to, coming back to Tahoe these past two years uh, to go through uh, a global pandemic, to go through more uh, recently, the Caldor fires that literally evacuated this town. Mm-hmm. Thousands of people were literally being ushered out at an immediacy that was based on their safety. So being a chameleon, uh, I looked at everything that was happening on an hourly basis, on a monthly basis, and I knew that those stories were really um, not being told mm-hmm. and that those stories were always being usually uh, tailored towards a news outlet, or they were t- tailored towards 
uh, you know, kind of instilling fear, you know, in a way. And so uh, the chameleon in me um, has always looked for the positive and always looked for neutrality to tell those mm -hmm. stories. So I guess that if I had to define myself, it would be that it's um, a chameleon will uh, change its colors to uh, embody or to uh, absorb that environment for protection. Hmm. And I think that um, that creativity uh, allows someone to take a story and look at it from all points and tell it in a way that is homogenous, you know, that allows anyone to have access to it. So being a chameleon has definitely helped um, uh, build the brand to stay local, but also I think it's just a, it's a trait that uh, characteristic that more people should adopt. Mm -hmm. I think there's uh, there's always that saying, do something that you're uncomfortable in, <laughs> and that develops uh, a different uh, point of view. Mm -hmm. And I think that your strengths can come from your weaknesses, and uh, I think that that's what I've always tried to think since the age of five, is mm -hmm. to kind of blend. I've always felt like I, um, uh, that I stuck out, but I knew that if I fake it till you make it, you know, <laughs> uh, I think that that's really helped. and. Um, that I think will always continue to be uh, a trait that, that I always kind of lean on. No, that's awesome. I think that's a really great way to pull a, a word out for yourself to say, you know, I'm somebody who's adaptable. I'm somebody who chooses to be a part of where I am and, and to get to know that and to allow myself to be present in that. So I, it's, that's really cool. I like that. It's a new one. I haven't heard that before. Uh, next one's a little easier. <laughs> what is your favorite food? Well, uh, so I grew up in uh, Southie in Boston. My dad was a catcher for the Pawtucket Red Sox, and I, to this day, if, there, if we were playing Survivor and I'm on an island, and someone says, Jeff, you have one meal to eat for the rest of your time here before you drop your buffs. Um, I'm going to go Italian, but more specifically, it's, uh, it's veal parmesan mm. uh, with fettuccine alfredo. I think it was the first uh, meal that I can remember as a child, and I still remember... Uh, photographs of it's all over my face so apparently I treat my life like I eat and that is just to devour it you know to not care what it looks like when I'm done so I think uh, that would be my favorite meal I love that we get like a great metaphor out of your favorite meal it's absolutely awesome and Italian food so I'm pretty Italian myself so I <laughs> can always uh never say no to to anything that's got a little bit of sauce in it are you reading anything right now Wow, you know, uh, at first it was all Tom Clancy, if you asked me a decade ago. <laughs> I think that um, what came out of that was um, having been a Navy diver and being a veteran and served with uh, some amazing individuals, um, learning to read was either a technical manual <laughs> or an order or uh, a for your information uh, intel or a sit rep, a situation report. Now, uh, I go to Matthew McConaughey and Green Light. And it's interesting to hear Matthew McConaughey, the audiobook, and to read it. So I'm actually in the audiobook of, of, of Green Light. And it's, um, talk about a chameleon. I find his stories to be such um, inspirational, hmm. but also uh, an actor that just for me, I mean, I could watch uh, his beginning films you know, to, uh, to even the ones that people are just like, you know, I, I didn't, you know, I can't believe he made that, you know. Uh, Matthew McConaughey's Green Lights is a book I'm reading now and, and actually listening to, uh, but his sound bites, his quip, his personality, and just his view mm -hmm. as he goes back as a, as a child, uh, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of parallels to my life. 
I think uh, with True Detective, with a lot of his series, I really loved him as that kind of um, soul enterprise, as the, as the primary character. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm halfway through, but it's, it's, uh, it's a book to the first one I've ever uh, read and listened to at the same time. Hmm. All right. I'm like forever adding all my guest books to a list and never getting through them. But that sounds uh, that sounds awesome. So tell me a little bit about your time as a, a SEAL and as a diver. And so what that uh, looks like. I was a yeah, U.S. Navy diver. Um, so in the Navy, there are uh, explosive ordnance disposal teams. There are SEAL teams and there are Navy divers. Um, most of the schools are an amphibious base, naval amphibious base in Coronado, California. Mm -hmm. So you've got this... Uh, beautiful Coronado Bridge and, and waves lapping and you know everyone just thinks of San Diego as this most this mecca beautiful place and then you have a telephone pole that's uh, put in water that's weighted four times its weight and six ten twelve of you grab it put it on your shoulders and then you run down a beach for two miles so there's there's that um, Navy, just some light exercise, <laughs> just like a light walk on the beach. Uh, you know, I think that um, I went in at, at 19 and okay. I remember uh, showing up and it was five o'clock in the morning and you're given a white t-shirt, uh, some uh, UDTs, which are our little uh, khaki bathing suit, and you're told to stencil your last name on your chest. And then you're put into a, uh, an open ground at a lean and rest and hell starts then. Mm -hmm. um, being a Navy diver, being a SEAL, being part of that community is such a, um, we have a, a saying which is you know, overcome, adapt, and improvise. And those three words, if you really think of them individually, when you put them all together, it's a sentence. Mm -hmm. And it's being able to uh, take the unknown, make the best of what you got, and make it happen. And I think that that has always been an underlying foundation uh, to everything I've done, uh, whether it's uh, working for Showtime on Weeds and Californication as a producer, to now uh, starting Stay Local. So Navy divers uh, took me to the Pacific. Uh, we went everywhere from Guam, Palau, Hawaiian Islands, uh, Saipan. So through this uh, six years of being in, I was stationed in Hawaii. But some of the most amazing, um, it was almost like uh, history underwater. Um, and even now, uh, being involved with Project Recover, which is a organization that, a national organization, that recovers pilots that have been downed. So there's mm -hmm. over uh, 40,000 uh, wrecks out there. Wow, I and know that. Yeah, it was just a World War II, and it, just, it, was, a, it was a crazy uh, air battle that um, a lot of pilots are still down there. And so I'm trying to get involved with being part of uh, that mission, uh, as well as other divers, to go and recover those and, mm -hmm. and, and bring them back through dental records and, and bring mm -hmm. them back to their, their family, their loved mm -hmm. ones. So Navy Diver has always been a, um, an undercurrent to everything I do. I think that um, that's probably where I probably learned teamwork more than sports in high school. And it's probably where uh, friendship and camaraderie uh, in words that uh, are very uh, few used sometimes, you know, with social media, that has allowed me on any given day, um, even uh, today, having conversations with Navy divers and SEAL team guys and Special Forces guys. Um, one of the brands that uh, has kind of come out last year is Deep Sea Co., Deep Sea Company, and that's a brand that I spearheaded uh, specifically for getting a community that is not known uh, 
to to come out and tell their stories. Mm -hmm. And I think that we see it today in law enforcement and there's so many with body cams. We're all telling stories visually mm -hmm. and uh, Navy divers are kind of like the workhorses of, of the military, but they still interact with um, so many different divisions and they're still, uh, they're growing. Uh, in every branch there is some sort of amphibious or diving community. And so it's kind of nice to have been uh, out for a little bit now. Uh, to still be in touch and to feel as if uh, I never skipped a beat. Mm -hmm. um, it's kind of uh, a, a birth of passage. It's kind of like that rite of passage mm -hmm. where you're kind of, um, you're, you're, you're born into it in a way, however, you never really get out. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Thanks for sharing that. And yeah, yeah, never get out is kind of like a good thing. It's like a family, I'm sure, in that sense where you've, it's become a part of you and you're a part of it. And so it, it kind of has to stay, it kind of has to stay a part of you on that, so. Yeah, for Minus sure. Minus the telephone pole. <laughs> Minus the telephone pole. Yeah, that sounds like a, a little less than a, a nice walk on the beach, but definitely work that you put yourself through and, and speaks a lot to your character of resilience and, and willingness to do hard work. And just I appreciate the value you share of, of other people that you really care to connect and, uh, and know someone else's story and, and how you value that. It really comes out. So thanks for sharing that. What would you say is your greatest fear? Wow, drowning. Uh, as, as a diver, okay. As, I mean, I yeah. don't mean to laugh, but wow. Yeah, no, yeah. Uh, so there's a five or six, and there's the uh, there's the little end, right? And there's mm -hmm. the there's the deep end, and of course, a five year old. Uh, mm -hmm. I didn't even have these these water wings, like those little inflatable muscles, yeah. right? For that thing. So uh -huh. so the navy diver goes at a six year old uh, version of me uh, is hanging on this line that uh, divides the shallow and the deep deep end, and. Of course, I thought it would be just amazing mm. where everyone else kind of seemed to be at the barbecue and hamburgers and beer drinking. And um, I took the line and I put it um, over my head and somehow it caught my hands get tied up in it. And my face was underwater. And I remember being underwater um, for about uh, what seemed to be an hour, which was probably only um, a minute, you know. Mm -hmm. And I, then I felt my, uh, my grandfather, who was uh, in World War II as a gunner's mate. Oh, wow. Um, uh, and had survived, uh, you know, uh, shipmates being eaten by sharks. Uh, <laughs> I feel his meaty hand grab me by the, the back of my neck and, and, and pull me out. And apparently I coughed up, you know, a couple of burgers and macaroni and cheese. And, <laughs> but I was always fearful of that. And I remember for a long period of time, because of that incident, I would go to the beach. And even the waves, you know, I refused to go into the ocean. And I think I was probably 10 or 11, and my mom said, I've had enough of this. You know, you're not going to, this isn't going to, my son, we're going to, we have more outings, we're going to go to, and she took me to uh, the YMCA. And I remember the instructor, uh, larger than life, you know, back then, but um, he treated me like I was five, hmm. you know, at that age. And we went through uh, breath holds. We went through uh, everything from, you know, uh, strokes to eventually the platform, which mm -hmm. is a 40 foot. Um, I, throughout high school, I swam. I, uh, I learned to overcome something that I feared. And really um, that allowed me to realize that just because something happens that's, mm -hmm. you know, somehow tragic in your time, there's always a way to kind of circumnavigate that mm -hmm. and to reach out to others and others will kind of 
get you the strength to get past it. Mm. But uh, yeah, drowning. I still have dreams about it. Uh, it's it's just weird. Even now at my age, I'll, I'll dream about uh, being caught and not having enough breath. Hmm. And it's always in a shallow depth. And I know that that was you know from from way back when. Yeah, I mean things happen at, at ages like that. They stay with us. Mm-hmm. They they don't mm-hmm. go quickly. Yeah. But it's I'm glad you've uh, been able. Your mom was able to push you past that yeah. and and get you like you said be able to get help from others and and learn and mm-hmm. and embrace it fully. It's a part of you now being in the water. So. It's really cool. What would you say that you value the most? Trust. Hmm. I think that uh, especially um, in, in where we live uh, as, as a culture and, and as, as a country, as a planet, um, I think uh, the reciprocation of trust, I think trust and just how we're having this conversation right now, um, having that ability to quickly discern what is not true what is true. Um, that to me, whether I know you for five minutes or I know you for 20 years, uh, it's such a, it's such a uh, DNA of, mm-hmm. of really who I am. Um, I know that I, uh, in any given day, will get uh, tagged through Stay Local Brand. And it's kind of a trust. Someone is tagging the brand. Mm-hmm. They trust me, mm-hmm. us, to take that photo or that video and to place it on the, on the platform. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of like a digital handshake. Mm-hmm. And I think that trust is kind of no matter what you do in life, no matter what industry you're in, no matter where you are in your timeline, uh, if you don't have that, you will try to compensate for it. And then you get caught up in this ball of mistrust. And then uh, being trustworthy is really what a brand stands for. Mm-hmm. I think the authenticity of any brand that you like, whether it be Nike or you know um, anything that you is a go-to for you online, or just in general, um, as a customer, as a client, that trust is got to be there, and it's got to be there soon. Mm-hmm. And we know when we lose it, it's so hard to gain back. And I think that uh, through the media, I think through um, where we are, you know, politically, what's currently going on in current events is that there's so such a tenuous line of, of where that trust and uh, where the ambiguity kind of comes in with, with that trust. So I think that that's probably one of the, yeah, that, w- that would be it for me. That's, the, that's the, the top one. Yeah, I can, I can align with that pretty, pretty much a lot. So, yeah. When would you say was the last time you felt joy? Uh, this morning on my third cup of coffee. Uh, <laughs> you know, joy, joy, happiness, uh, f- fulfillment. It's been interesting to most of my career to live behind uh, a camera. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to film school at the Rhode Island School of Design when I got out of uh, being a Navy diver for six years. And so as much as um, joy can come from something that you uh, do yourself, I've found tremendous joy. Uh, and the story of others. And I think that um, being visually inept or just being visually, uh, uh, that's where my brain goes, if there's the left and the right brain. I think I've always gone towards visual storytelling. Mm -hmm. And I think that joy for me is, I'll have more joy seeing someone's um, photograph or reel that literally within seconds, you can tell that that person was, it was so euphoric for them. Mm -hmm. So the joy of others and to really being able to share it on one nucleus, you know, one, one single point has been absolutely amazing. So after the third cup of coffee, <laughs> the joy comes from these multiple, uh, on any given day, I'm going through 10,000 images mm. 
uh, that's 10,000 individuals that mm -hmm. thought it was trustworthy to tag mm -hmm. a hashtag. Mm -hmm. And so the daunting task is to take that joyous moment, one of 10,000, two of 10,000, one of five, and choose it mm -hmm. and share it with others. Mm -hmm. And then that reciprocation, right? That relationship of you chose it, someone else trusted you with it, mm -hmm. and then others are going forth and sharing it. Mm -hmm. So to me, it's joy is to see a post that I never know. You know, mm -hmm. I may look, at, I may like something and someone else may not like fettuccine all over their face. <laughs> so the joy for me is making, I feel, the right choice that mm -hmm. I was supposed to make and then sharing it and then it goes to 10,000. Mm -hmm. um, and any given month, stay local during the uh, Caldor fires, uh, I think it was 1.8 million per week. Mm -hmm. So people were tuning in to an Instagram account to get the news, to know mm -hmm. if their family was safe. Mm -hmm. A homeowner that was uh, evacuated, mm -hmm. knowing if the fire was creeping towards uh, a cottage or a hut, log cabin that had been in their family for, for generations. So for me, that joy has been um, absolutely unsurmountable and it, it has been through, the, um, through others. That's awesome. Your joy. Your joy is in knowing that someone else's joy is being able to be platformed through something that brings you joy is, is really, really cool. And I love that that's really deeply connected <laughs> to what you value, too. That's, that's really neat. When would you say was the last time you were afraid and why? After December, after the Caldor fires, um, Stay Local was primarily a platform to really just share anything. Mm -hmm. it, it was, you know, from a, from a vacation to um, how you felt in the gondola, you know, at Heavenly uh, Village for the first time. Keller Fire really um, zoned in as to what the platform could be, especially mm -hmm. because I saw it becoming a more of a, it was a media outlet in a way. I had worked for a company here in town and being side by side with the first responders. Um, with the forestry um, uh, department, with, with local fire department, um, stay local was kind of like boots on the ground. Mm -hmm. And uh, the followership went from, say, 20,000 to 30 to 35,000 very quickly, very rapidly because of that trust mm -hmm. and because how the story was being told. Um, my biggest fear came from uh, December of the new year uh, to 2022. I decided to take that credibility and to turn Stay Local into a local business-centric brand. Mm -hmm. To really go out there and say, no, this is what we're doing. You know, and to help the businesses that had already gone through a pandemic here in Tahoe, mm -hmm. many of them closing, many of them losing um, everything they'd worked so hard for. And I thought, you know what, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do something that um, is the hardest thing to do, and that is to be introspective to your own creation mm -hmm. but to listen to your audience and don't listen to you mm -hmm. so i took the biggest fearful moment that i've had most recently was changing stay local into a helping hand for local business mm -hmm. and really not deviating from that moving forward so in the next month uh, kind of happy and excited to say that stay local will have a mobile platform it'll be a mobile app and it'll be um, somewhere where you can pick your destination mm -hmm. tell your story but really the back end of this is working with local businesses, knowing where the favorite ice cream spot is, right? Mm -hmm. Knowing you know, where the best hike is and to really making that, uh, that touch point and connecting um, the customer that is so 
is so needed here in Tahoe. Mm -hmm. So yeah, the biggest fear was changing that. I'm happy to say that we did, you know, it was funny. The first week we lost a whole bunch. Mm -hmm. Everyone just jumped off the platform. But I would see them making comments on the content that we posted even though they weren't following yeah. us. So it was amazing to see, okay, you're out, but you're not out. Yeah. And I think that it's been really helpful. We did a Locals Choice Award here, and that was just um, not having any agenda hmm. and choosing businesses that we felt, the locals felt, whether you lived here for two years or 20 years, to say, hey, it's the favorite hamburger, right? This is the favorite cafe. So yeah, the biggest fear was changing and taking a hard look at, at what uh, Stay Local could be and realizing that we could have lost all followership because mm -hmm. it can go that quick. Mm -hmm. And what we gained now, I feel like it's a more um, strategic partnership between the follower and the, uh, and, and the, the business. And I'm seeing an uptick in, in businesses, you know, mm -hmm. uh, saying, hey, Jeff, how do we get on the mobile platform? How do we um, tell our story? So in the next month to two months, we'll just be going out and doing more of that. You'll see more stay local stories um, reflecting, you know, what that business offers. That's awesome. And to be able to say, like, like uh, there's platforms out there that we can go to as travelers, um, as somebody who travels quite often myself, like there's platforms we go to to check reviews and to check things. But to get such a specific perspective that says this is local, this is here, these are the people that actually, what we actually like, what we actually value, not what some random person came in and put on, a, you know, a review company. But this is this is how we feel. And this is the story behind that person. This is why that matters. I, it's it's really something that you sh I'm sure you are, but should be very proud of that you're putting together. I think it's absolutely awesome. Yes, so it's really, really cool. But yeah. Would you say that there's a moment in your life that changed you or taught you something? Absolutely. Uh, you know, life, we all have chapters, we have loss, we have, um, we have moments that really define us. And that moment usually happens within seconds. Mm -hmm. um, when I was uh, 22, 23 is getting out of the service. Um, I got a call from one of my best friends that was uh, basically on call for my small town and uh, he said, Jeff, come home, um, your mom took her life. Mm. And everything kind of just polarized at that second. When you hear that, when you hear everything for someone that you really believed in, your hero, um, it's something that I normally uh, don't bring up and, and I just don't talk about. However, I think it's important. I think it's empowered others to know that someone like your immediate family um, it's a little bit of, you know, uh, melt, mental illness, you know, people that are struggling with problems. And sometimes they're people that you're closest to. Mm -hmm. So I think at that moment, um, uh, I had just, I think I was a, a senior uh, in college at Round School of Design. I was always prideful like the little kid with, his, with report cards. Hey mom, you know, I got, you know, I got a 4.0 and um, I'd taken my studies at Brown University and uh, I was always proud to say, hey, this is what I did. What do you think? So I think that that was, uh, yeah, I think that that moment really defined how, how to take uh, a, a punch to the gut. Mm -hmm. And I really feel that telling that story now, that everything isn't perfect and people don't come from. And when I, when I see the people that I, I emulate and I look up to, usually there's a point of pain mm -hmm. that is a product of propulsion. Mm -hmm. And if you can really treat it that, I think people need to hear that more often. Um, in the world of social media, right, there's always that uh, Instagram and then real life. And I, I want people to know that it's, it ain't easy. It ain't gonna be easy. Mm -hmm. And if you can uh, take something like that, 
um, it's, uh, it, it really kind of defines who you are as, as, a, as a person. And I think we need more of that, mm -hmm. of uh, realization that uh, the power is always going to come from the punch. And um, I think that, um, yeah, it's, it's something that really, uh, moving forward, uh, it'll always be there. Well, thank you for sharing that. Um, and, and yeah, I'm sure it is a topic that most people who have been through similar things or even just uh, the realm of mental health, which is, is less talked about and, and gaining a healthier perspective on conversation in our world, but it's so important to speak about, to know that it's, it's frequent, it's often we deal with it, but, but to know that, that the power comes from something that hits us in the gut and often really does propel us forward to, to feel something more, to see deeper, to experience that. So thank you for sharing that, I appreciate it. Uh, what is something you think we have in common? And you've known me for not that long, <laughs> so. There's a story in, in Star Wars where there's a line that says, uh, you live long enough and you'll see the same eyes in others. Hmm. And uh, I believe that. I think that um, we live in this world with a like, with a, you know, a follow or unfollow. We've already made that decision hmm. whether we like that image yet. Uh, when you look someone in the eyes, you know what you got. And I think that if you understand how to read that, I think the commonality that you and I share in the short amount of time of knowing each other is the love of travel and the love of others telling their stories. And that is something that is, it's, it's a, you know, my, the question I always ask people is what's your superpower, right? And I usually can tell within 15 seconds what they say is usually what they think they're weak in. Hmm. You know, um, I want to know everything. I, you know, uh, X-Men, uh, Xavier, uh, <laughs> I want to fly. You know, um, I want the powered X-ray vision. We won't go there. But it's just, when you think of that, right, what do I have in common with you in such a short amount of time? And that's the storyteller. If you're really going to be truly um, a storyteller, hmm. you, it's listening to others, uh, other stories. You know, and it goes back to in the military. Before you can take an or before you can give an order, right? You got to learn how to take one. So I think that through that, through that um, shifting of the tides and going back and forth, I would say the one thing we have in common is uh, the love of travel and stories, mm -hmm. and being able to tell that again. Mm -hmm. And really, from the days of the Lascaux paintings in France of of cave dwellers, right, and, and, and telling paintings visually. I think that the common uh, thread that, that I would say you and I have is uh, a story can come from any shape, form, in any duration, mm -hmm. from any culture, mm -hmm. from any location. Mm -hmm. And when you really think of it, um, we are still in that cave mm -hmm. and we're telling stories. Mm -hmm. so. No, that's cool. And, and you do very much value uh, sharing someone else's story and it's an honor to have that in common with you for sure. So, yeah. What is something you are looking forward to? Wow. Uh, this year. <laughs> this year, just playing out how it plays out. Mm -hmm. I think um, I've taken a lot of uh, uh, chances on things that I believe in. And just because I believe in them mm -hmm. doesn't mean others are going to believe in them. So, so great. You know, we, we have, uh, we, we have a, a couple of brands that we're, we're building. Um, I would say what I'm looking forward to is uh, almost like a gardener would tend to his crop. I think that I've planted the tomatoes and the corn and 
and everything's out there, mm. you know, but there can be a drought. We can be ravaged by mealworms, God knows what, right? So I think that the, the 2020, how it plays out, um, any time that you give, I'm sure, you know, birth to something, whether you grow it, whether you make it, that the power of creation is not knowing where others are going to take what you create and how they're going to use it. Mm. So I would say uh, I'm just really looking forward to um, the interactions. Mm. I'm looking for um, forward uh, or towards the the creation, inspiring others to create, mm. and using it in a positive way, and into people just sharing. I think whenever you build anything um, that is multifaceted, and and there's so many different individuals that are coming. Um, at us this year from from a lot of different point of views is that you don't want to get lost where you started You don't want to dilute what you made and you still want to stay on on mission on target And so for me, I just you know, I want to see this grow I wanted to see it take on a life of its own But to always still keep a little bit of, of how it started and, and where it started and I think for me you know for me stay local has always been about the first thing I think we discussed this before the podcast is you know, one of the top three questions we always ask each other is, mm -hmm. where are you from? Mm -hmm. And to me, stay local is staying true. Mm -hmm. You know, it's staying who you are, wherever you came from, you started there. And as you go forward in life, you're always growing, right? And you're always changing, but that amalgamism or that how, how you're changing is also a direct re a relation to your, to your environment. So as this year progresses and as stay local progresses, I can see it changing. I can see it by the content coming in. I can see it by the individuals that are now interested in being a part of it. And I'm seeing it in the businesses that are growing from it. And I think it's nice to see that symbiotic relationship of posting something for the local bakery that on Monday wants sales to go up. We have this amazing network that people now are, tying, are, are tied to it, right? And so making that this year uh, be a lifeline for local businesses, I'm looking forward to that a lot. That's cool. Seeing, seeing where all your hard work comes out and, and what comes of it. So that'll be cool. I'm looking forward to seeing that as well. It'll be awesome. Uh, what is something that you wish was over already or maybe didn't exist in the world? This year? No, uh, <laughs> no I would say... Um, I would say the conflict we always seem to have with... I came from somewhere, i.e., I grew up in Russia. Fast forward or, or parallel over, I grew up in the United States. I think where I see and what others are seeing is that um, I wish this division of where I grew up or where I was born didn't create such, a, such a, um, an aggressive, well, I don't know. I don't know you, so therefore I don't trust you, therefore, you know. Um, and not to, not to get on the, the political soapbox, but you know, it really is. I wish that didn't exist. I wish that just because you um, were born into something, because you didn't choose it. You come into this world, and yes, we're very prideful, right? And I, I think that uh, the parallel uh, into that question is, you know, stay local, where are you from? You know, I'm not from Tahoe. Mm -hmm. I fell in love with Tahoe. Um, I wasn't accepted. Stay local wasn't accepted in this town at first. and. Um, I quickly took that and said, well, I'm not from here. Um, I wish that didn't exist, but guess what? I'm local from somewhere. And so that conversation, much like at a dinner table, um, can happen 
where are you from? And be uh, being accepted uh, based on, there's gotta be something we like. You like hot dogs, you like fettuccine, you like, you know, you like outdoor adventure. And I think that what I see I don't like and wish didn't exist, which is that, um, you know, that I don't know you, so therefore I'm right. Come to Tahoe, everyone's from somewhere, and within 15 minutes around a fire pit, uh, through apres and through s'mores, you are finally having conversations with someone that you don't even care where they're from, do you? Mm -hmm. You get the mountain air. Um, there's one saying that I've really kind of adopted, and that's stay elevated, right? Mm -hmm. um, and also, if you don't like something, change your altitude. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is gonna be a big brand going forward, and it ties into what you just asked me, is I wish that didn't exist. I wish there was a Lake Tahoe everywhere mm -hmm. that someone is just going, hey, you wanna have a drink? Mm -hmm. Want to have some s'mores, and I think that you know I know that kumbaya attitude is uh, it's very um, you know opportunist, and uh, I think it um, I I really think that the problems would not be so zero to ten if we could all just come to a common place mm -hmm. as to a common point, mm -hmm. and I think that being a product of your environment, I think that's uh, Jungle Book, you know, and, and, and Mowgli, I think that um, that will always be something that this country, this world will, will deal with. Mm -hmm. And I wish it just, yeah, wish, it, it, wish our stories were truly the, uh, the, the thread of humanity that sewed us together and uh, not a line or some uh, latitude and longitude. Mm -hmm. No, I, I think you're less alone in that mindset than you think, and, and, and not that you think you are, but um, yeah, I think it's, there's so many of us that really feel that and, and that's, so one of the reasons I'm so excited to sit down with you because you really do see that in what you share, that you're sharing somebody else's perspective, that you're sharing someone else's story, but also that like desire to say like, yeah, where are we from? What do we hold on to? But let that be something that like excites us, that we see and we're like, I want to know that, not I look at that and I go, oh, that's different. I need to run from it. And, and I think there is that self-preservation fear in a lot of us, but when we realize that we are all so much more alike than we think, pressing into that and getting to know somebody and being around that fire with your apres is like, oh, we're just people. We're just people getting to know each other and connecting and it doesn't matter where you're from. It doesn't matter what your culture you grew up in. Like you bring something incredible to the table because of that, but it certainly isn't something to be feared. So I, I think that's awesome. I'd, our world would be a better place without that for sure. But, but where do you call home and uh, what makes it home to you? Wow, you know, um, having grown up uh, in a small town in, in New England, you know, I thought that was, I thought that was home. But um, I think after 18 uh, and, and joining um, a, a group of uh, Navy divers and traveling around the world, I would say Hawaii. And I'd say mm -hmm. that, that because of a lot of the topics we touched on today is their sense of home. When you think of an island chain or specifically an island of you know, Oahu being the, the highest in population. Um, I was uh, fortunate enough to be uh, stationed uh, in Pearl Harbor, mm. uh, Haleiwa, Haleakala, you name it. There's just, there's so many places that in a short amount of time, um, again, being a non-local, and local is such a big part of their culture, and being uh, uh, a, a scrappy little, you know, a brush cut um, military guy walking around, um, Hawaii has been home, and it's actually part of one of our destinations through Stay Local. Mm. Uh, it's a home because of how they live, how they truly believe in the land. It's sacred. 
how their culture is, everything is based on the elements in nature. It really is. And I think of, of places I've traveled as well as, as I'm sure you have, is that the Hawaiian people are such a, um, are such a gracious community. And their music, how they, um, how they value, um, they're almost like a, a tribal you know, kind of um, uh, work, workmanship with each other. Um, I would say that that, even if uh, I was not born there, Hawaii embodies what home means uh, to me, and it always will be. I think it's such a, um, it's such a beautiful uh, part of this country, and all islands. I was lucky enough to be on Nahua, uh, the Forbidden Island, um, Molokai. Um, it's just, it's, it's always going to remain a very special place, and it was because of, of being stationed there. But even today, uh, people that I know um, have made their home, and they feel the same way. It's a place that's, you know, out of all the, the, the states, it's a state that is not part of anything except itself. Hmm. That's really cool. I like that. that that's a, a feeling, a sense of community, the way people are, the, what they value, that they mm -hmm. value uh, the world, the physical world around them and the planet itself. Like it's, That's awesome. It's a really true to, truly beautiful uh, way to view home. So thanks for sharing that. What is something you wish you didn't struggle with? Uh, wow, uh, uh, <laughs> getting older. Um, <laughs> I think that was un unavoidable <laughs> for all of us. The, uh, I think the fear of fear itself. I, I think mm -hmm. that um, no matter uh, what, what this year uh, will, will unfold to, I think the fear of fear. And mm -hmm. I think um, I've always been one that will go into the burning building and not worry about what what's what's there but really anyone that tells you that any fire for anyone that is looking at something that can harm them they're afraid of it and so going back to that five or six year old boy uh, uh, crossing the deep end uh, your your biggest your moment of success is that that moment of um, intrepidation you know so I think that uh, yeah I think that's the biggest one for me is, is mm. the fear itself but knowing that you can feed off it, mm. that you can accept it, and you can channel it. And I think it's, um, it's that, uh, you know, there's the inhale and there's the exhale. I think for me, it's, it's always that inhale, you know, so whether you're breathing in smoke mm. or whether you're bringing, breathing in uh, clear air from, uh, from 10,000 feet above sea level in Lake Tahoe, mm. um, it's the inhalation. You know, that's, that's the biggest fear, is taking that breath, taking that leap, mm -hmm. taking the, um, the first step into something that is completely unknown until you do it. Hmm. Yeah, fear is, is such a motivator, and mm -hmm. it can be a really good one, for sure, if we let it. Uh, what is something you used to struggle with but don't anymore? Worrying about what people think. Hmm. You know, I think... <laughs> uh, I like, I don't like, I follow, I don't, I don't follow. I think every day we're so just completely oversaturated with, with content. Let's just use a buzzword, right, mm -hmm. from the social media <laughs> word. We're so inundated with this, um, with these stories. Mm -hmm. And so I'd, I'd always worry about, you know, um, how many likes we got. Um, if I chose the right image, if I shared the right story. And now it doesn't matter because I realize that no matter what story you put out there, whether it's one or one million, that there's always going to be someone that doesn't like it. That's the whole world we live in. Um, you got to have the yin and the yang. You got to have the right. So I don't struggle with that as much, especially because 
I believe in what the what the results are. I can see the results, right? Every day I can see a new follower, and then we lose a couple, or we have someone that you know may not particularly um, like the, the the choice of the story. <laughs> but I think that I don't worry about that as much, and I think it's freed me. I think it's mm -hmm. um, freed me to get the stories that matter and get the individuals that matter. You know, I think there's that saying that um, you are the company you keep. And I believe that now. Whether you get five or five million, you really, you're choosing the people that you're around the dinner table. You're choosing, you know, the people that you uh, interview for podcasts. Mm -hmm. And so I don't worry about that as much. And I think that that was, that was really coming through the pandemic, coming through the Caldor fire, and really um, having a, a, a focus a laser of focus in terms of who I was interacting with, right? Who I was giving my time to. You know, I was told by uh, one of my mentors, Tom Campbell, who was originally SEAL Team One, uh, who was Ronald Reagan's uh, Secret Serviceman, who was a Highway Patrol officer, mm -hmm. you know, and just hearing all that, right? And he told me on the back of a fantail, we were in um, uh, Mexico, and we were diving on these big manta rays for National Geographic, and he said, Jeff, in life, there's, there's either money and time. You have all the time and not enough money. You have all the money and not enough time to spend it. And, you know, he's 75 right now. He's one of the, the, the last legacy of, of SEAL Team One. And to hear a man at that stage in his life tell a very ambitious, storytelling, uh, younger version of me that, it's always resonated with me. And so, yeah, going forward, I just, uh, you know, be concerned about your own story. Hmm. There's, there's a lot of value in that. And I'd say if you're listening to this, listen up to that. that be confident in your own story and let it be known and, and hear others for sure. But, yeah. What is something you are confident in helping someone else through or with? I would say brand building. There's so many times that whether it's uh, passing in a, um, an airport, right, or overhearing a conversation, we all have big dreams and aspirations. Mm -hmm. Hey, I'm gonna be a travel blogger. I'm gonna create Stay Local 2.0. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's great, welcome. Uh, I think I can help a lot of small business specifically get excited about why they started their business in the first place. And I think that um, what has always been, um, I guess, a superpower is you can hear through the excitement the, the seeds in which things were germinated, where they started. But then you can see people kind of getting lost in their own you know, field of dreams, in their own weeds. And I think that one of the things that uh, Navy diving uh, teaches you is you're underwater. You got an air source, secondary, on your back, mm -hmm. and there is nothing that uh, is more important than uh, the air you breathe. Mm -hmm. And I think that learning um, in that vacuum of silence and your buddy breathing, you got someone you take in their life and they're, they're taking yours back, I think that that really uh, teaches you how to really <laughs> hone in. Uh, you got to get to the surface. And I think that so many times or something through through a pandemic and through through Caldor fire you get things taken away from you right you 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 have the fear of travel i never thought i would ever hear that people are afraid right we are we we're just there's always the thing in the back of the mind so i think that one of the abilities i think that that i've learned through this year is being able to to uh, empower people being able to listen but also share 
um, a little bit of what I've learned through this and through the um, just being acclimated. I feel like a lot of us are just going back to the world, mm-hmm. you know, uh, with our with our masks off and, mm-hmm. and now seeing a hundred percent of the face. Um, I think that uh, going forward, I definitely, if if people are willing, I don't care, you know, where you are, what stage you are, that I, I, I'd love that to be uh, something I could help others with. Mm-hmm. Um, we're starting our first series of workshops here in, in, in Tahoe, and I've taken five of the most empowering outdoor adventure uh, content women out there, mm-hmm. and um, it's a Made for Tahoe series. Mm-hmm. And I think that I'm letting them speak to others, you know. We all like all this content. We never know. We never have the, the conversation eyeball to eyeball. Mm-hmm. And so that's part of the, the way to helping others is some people just want to know, hey, how did you, how did you get started? Mm-hmm. How can my content just be as uh, engaging as yours? And so moving forward, I'm kind of just taking uh, that interest, uh, what you asked, and kind of sharing it. So our first workshop will start uh, this month. It'll be at a local business, mm-hmm. and so the Made for Tahoe series is really about uh, what that question embodies: is, is you know, opening uh, opening the conversation, having creative coffee conversations, <laughs> and just starting there, just starting with uh, one sip at a time, you know, and uh, and letting anyone into uh, this world we call you know social media. I think that's awesome. And in the short time I've known you, it really shares a lot of who you are and what you value in in other people and in wanting to be able to give somebody else a hand to share what you've learned. It's it's so common that you talk to people and they know something and they're like, well, that's my information. I worked for that and I know that. And, and we don't give back to the world. We don't give back to even ourselves when that's the way we view something. And to see that and really genuinely feel that from you that I've earned this and I've worked for this and I've learned this. How can I give back? How can I share? How can I help somebody else come up and join me here in this part of the world? I think that's it's a really, truly beautiful uh, part of who you are and it comes out very clearly. So, All right, so if I give you $10,000 and you have to spend it down to zero in two weeks, what are we doing with it? Wow, we're, we're taking that money and uh, oh, we'll call it the triage. Um, <laughs> we're, uh, are you with me? The sure, we're, we're, right, so we're, what do you want to do? What do you get? I mean, what, however uh, you want to do that. <laughs> to me, it's, it's always um, uh, where you want to eat, hmm. where, what you want to see, and what you want to hear. Hmm. I think out of the five senses uh, or th- that we all you know, possess, 10,000, whether it's one, you know, it could be a million, doesn't matter. Um, I've had some of... Uh, the the best food when I, I traveled over in, in Paris for college in mm-hmm. uh, uh, Port of Vaughan uh, it was uh, the 14th district I think the meal came to five American dollars it was uh, a, a pond frites it was you know steak and fries but to this day my mouth waters thinking about how that steak was made um, so for ten grand for five bucks we're doing okay um, where do you you know what you want to see I think that uh, for ten thousand dollars, you know we can go to uh, the top of Heavenly Mountain right now and literally see a priceless uh, landscape in front of us for a hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. And then what you want to hear, uh, you know, for me we have live music at, at every wherever you go in, in Tahoe. There's always someone you know belting out, not always the best version <laughs> cover, uh, but. Um, 
yeah, I think that that 10,000 would be like, you know, those three things. Hmm. And uh, it would be amazing to spend the 10,000 from your point of view. Hmm. You know, because I have my set of ways. We're going hmm. to Boston and they have the fettuccine, Alfredo, uh, and then we're going to listen to a ball game, you hmm. know, uh, the, the Green Monster in, in Boston. And, uh, and then for me, what to see is, um, is Haleakala, which is in Hawaii, which is the top of this amazing uh, volcano, and it's 10,000 feet above sea level. It's, it's phenomenal. But taking the 10 grand, rubbing the lamp, and giving someone those three choices, that's really where it's at, you know? See where it happens, where it goes. So That's awesome. I've never heard that response before. I like that a lot. I think that could give such a cool experience for yourself as well, just to say, like, Somebody else, show me, show me what you value. Show me how you see something. That's, I like that. That's really cool. I'll have to make enough money someday that I can walk up to a stranger and do that. See where it goes. <laughs> Is there anything you wish you could say to someone you love, but maybe you can't, or maybe they aren't in a place that they would hear it or receive it well? I accept you. Hmm. I love you. I think you're, you're doing okay. Hmm. I think we don't hear that enough. Hmm. I think we hear it. I don't think we, I don't think we, uh, we listen to it. Um, I think that we're always looking for that acceptance. I, I think that it's going to continue for you know the life of, of an Instagram or, <laughs> or whatever uh, else comes along the way. But um, yeah, acceptance. I think that um, it's such a simple thing, but it's it's such a, uh, a it's being genuine about it. Mm -hmm. I think because we're inundated with all these likes and not likes and everything else, you almost kind of be desensitized when something comes forth that is true and does actually present itself for being, I like you, mm. I think you're cool. Mm. Um, I think that that's, yeah, I think that's the one thing. I think being more, uh, being more genuine to others, but also um, you can tell when someone needs it. We all know, mm -hmm. we all have the sixth sense. You'll, you'll know when someone needs a pick, you know, a, a pick me up. And that's, the, yeah, I think that that's, I, I try to do that. Um, I still, and I, I kind of emulate what Steve Jobs did in Apple, where he would actually respond mm -hmm. to random people. And he would actually show up at, at, the, at the Genius Bar um, at times and just, you know, he'd wait in line with, with his iPhone. And I've taken a lot of um, uh, his stories and in, 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 in kind of how he ended up. And, and I remember him saying that, uh, you know, it was the most expensive bed I ever, ever bought at the very end of his life. And it was, you know, even then he was, you know, very aware of his surroundings. And I think that that's, that awareness is something that um, I, I try to be. I still have conversations with people that are posting on Stay Local. I ask permission, some, you know, at times I give credit mm -hmm. to uh, individuals that, that, that capture that. So to me, that is a very authentic point of view for a brand. And it's the foundation, I think, that uh, any conversation or anything that we build uh, should be a, a part of that so yeah absolutely there is often in the social media world people who there's no good way around it, it take content share that and claim it as their own so to, to even give that platform to say like I want to point to who this is is important but to say like yeah you're accepted I hear you yeah mm -hmm. is there anything that would be hard for you to hear about yourself from somebody you love yeah I, I think people from the east coast you know I was supposed to have the uh, um uh, the 2.5 kids and the, the basketball, uh, you know, net and the, <laughs> the house. And, you know, those are things that um, others, in, especially from the East Coast, and grew up uh, Catholic, an, an altar boy, and, you know, all the things that you, you are 
uh, your parents raise you up to be. And um, I think people, would, I think anyone that has known me long enough, when are you going to be satisfied, Jeff? When are you going to stop? And at one point, that is a very true uh, evaluation of, of, of maybe who I am. But you know what? The answer is never going to. And I think that um, I do stop and, uh, and take that time needed. But I think always being on the run, I think always being uh, uh, in the pool, swimming a lap, um, not yet. I think that there's too many stories out there, and I think the world needs to hear them. And I think that uh, if anyone were to say, you know, why, I say, why not? And so I've always had a mentality about life, and that's the white canvas kind of uh, methodology, is you look at a white piece of paper, especially coming from an art school, and always being creative, it's not what is, it's what can be. And I think whether it was the canvas, I started off as a painting major, transferred into the animation and film program, that it's, it's, the, it's the what can be. And I think for that, for the person that says, you know, when are you gonna stop? I think that uh, Disney never stopped, you know? Mm-hmm. Matthew McConaughey is, isn't stopping. And I think that there are certain people that take, um, they take power from that. You know, when I wake up in the morning, I don't wonder what I'm gonna do. I try to do something that, uh, something for me, obviously, something for others, and then something that is kind of like a hybrid of both that continues on to the next day. You wake up and do it again. So that's what I would say to that person or, or that person that would want to say, <laughs> when are you going to stop? Yeah, not going to. Please don't. <laughs> I, think, I think we hear that often. And people, I think often the people who look at, I would align myself with you in that, where people go, why aren't, aren't you content? And you're like, I'm totally content. Why would I stop being content? And, and we've, so many of us have been given a picture um, from a young age of what contentment is supposed to look like, what success is supposed to look like, what arriving or settling down means. And uh, I, I'm, I think it's awesome that I, I meet so many people that are just blowing that out of the water and saying like, how about this? Why not? Because this seems to be working. And I think the people who question it almost often are wondering if it's available to them too. Mm-hmm. So I say, keep showing them that it is. So cool. that's really cool. But what would you say makes you feel at peace? Lake Tahoe. You know, <laughs> I've been around uh, this um, amazing planet, and um, I never thought that a body of water, especially a lake, would would give that uh, serenity now. <laughs> and I can see why so many others uh, come here. And I think that there's, not to be all spiritual, but there's something magical about it. I'll go even deeper than that. There's something about um, I live 1.2 miles away from, from the lake, and there's, um, you know, we've got South Lake Tahoe, we've got uh, Kings Beach, we've got Incline Village, and I think that each one of those, and I've been to those, and I've actually uh, dove in Lake Tahoe um, many times, that there's something about it. There's something about why people are coming here. I don't know if it's magnetic, whatever it is, but that gives me peace, and it's amazing to see the lake and as you know, we showcase on Stay Local Through the Eyes of Others, it is such this, you could take the shot 15 times mm-hmm. in 15 days and get 15 perspectives and 15 unique. I've never seen that before. If we went to San Diego, we'd take Pacific Ocean, you know, Pacific Beach, Ocean Beach. That piece is really the change and the, the, the chameleon nature of uh, Lake Tahoe. 
and it is just it's absolutely um, it's it's peaceful mm. and it's even peaceful when you see it in a, on a stormy day mm. yeah I think there is some really deep beauty here and mm. we've been given a lot of that in this world I think we are drawn to it so it's it's no secret that people want to come and see this and, and it's really cool that you share that that, that perspective that yeah, people could take the same picture from a different place, and it's like, oh, wow, where is that? Where's that corner? And it's every single corner. They're, they're just all beautiful. But is there anything, if you had a crowd of people, and you have access to a lot of people to share thoughts or words of wisdom, but often not you personally. So um, that's not how you use your platform specifically. So if you personally had advice or words of wisdom or a life lesson you would share with a large crowd of people, what would that be? Wow. Uh Pick up a camera, pick up mm. your iPhone, um, uh, tell a story without words. I think that we are so over it when it comes to words at times. <laughs> I think, you know, we always want to express our opinion in a, um, uh, in a quick little caption underneath our image, but really the visual storytelling is void of that. And I think that that's the magic of, 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 of what travels become right is that whether it's a reel whether it's you know um, a post of, of the destination you're headed to that being um, being authentic in that image but also just that craft of visual storytelling I've seen amazing posts that uh, a 14 year old uh, high school uh, girl took and got a you know 10,000 hits in a second and it was yeah it was taken from an iPhone but it was her perspective mm -hmm. It was how she shot it. It was how at that moment that this was, you know, the best thing since, you know, ice cream to her. And so I think any group, no matter what industry would be in front of me, is there's such a power of that image and through technology, right, and through that ability to really um, get that 4K crystal image. <laughs> but really, it, you're choosing to frame that particular shot. And how you frame it is really the magic. And I think going back to the 15 shots at 15 uh, uh, places of time for Lake Tahoe, that there's a thousand ways that you can take an image. But really the craft of that, and I think that that's something that um, I've just been able to kind of hone in on through, through Stay Local, is there are shots that just are very more um, reachable and they're more, um, they're more tangible. You know, people just kind of like, oh wow, look at that. So that was what I would want to talk to uh, uh, in front of a group of people is that mm -hmm. I think there is a little bit of a, a formula to it, mm -hmm. but it also just goes back to, you know, positive negative space and how you frame the person in the image and, mm -hmm. you know, scale and all that stuff. Um, but I think that, yeah, um, I think I'm going to continue to have those conversations with um, through our workshops, through Stay Local and through just anyone that wants to, you know, sit down and, and, and talk about what they have on their phone. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's I, every photographer that's listening to you say this right now is like cheering and saying thank you because anyone who's picked up a camera and learned how to use it has had someone say about an image they take, you must have a great camera. And it's like, you can do that on an iPhone. It's like, it is. It's that ability to see something and frame it and, and value that. And there is some learning to that, but it is. It's that person's perspective. Yeah, that any photographer is going to tell you the best camera you have is the camera you know, that's, uh -huh. that's in your hands. Yep. And I think that to give kudos really to the platform is without the photographers of, of Stay Local, Tahoe specifically, they really are the, the foundation and really the, the backbone. You know, I have uh, a, a five, a top five of professional you know, photographers that have been here for 10 years. 
they every day challenge themselves, you know? Mm -hmm. um, Jonathan Thompson, Abe Blair, um, Justin uh, up in Truckee um, with uh, Appenglow's uh, gallery, they all, are, even today, will always challenge themselves to get up at three o'clock in the morning, mm -hmm. right at five for that sunrise break. And I look to them because uh, you know, I, during the COVID, I had to sell all my camera equipment. And most, mm -hmm. most people don't know. Hmm. I started off taking the photographer for Stay Local. I sold everything, and I'm happy to say that next month we've done well enough where we're getting a, a Sony Alpha 4. We've got the, 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 the Ronin you know, R2 uh, for a gimbal. So I'm really stoked that the technology now is at a place where now I get to go out and, and hmm. shoot some of this content. And it broke my heart to have to sell everything, right? Like you get like your babies back, yeah. Like my babies are <laughs> yeah, going no, back to it's me. like a part of your soul and, just left. It's going to go nuts, you know. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm going to, and, and I think that that's where uh, I'm kind of going with this. Is that um, yes, it's great to talk to a community, but it's mm -hmm. even better to be a part of that, joining mm -hmm. that community again. Because mm -hmm. people have always asked me, like, where'd you go? Mm -hmm. I was like, uh, I had to sell my equipment. Mm -hmm. Like, what do you mean? I'm like, yeah, I had to sell it. Like, last year was right. It was yeah. tough. And so now to really have the um, the means to pick and choose how to tell my stories. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of stoked to go forward and just, you know, um, have the camera in my hand mm -hmm. uh, because I know where to go. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> uh, a lot, a lot of places. So it's going to be kind of cool to uh, to hit the reels and stay local. Stories will just be uh, myself, you know, going mm -hmm. out and shooting this. And um, we have plans to go to um, the other destinations, Hawaii. You know, Reno is just very close, mm -hmm. which really embodies our, our foodies community. Mm -hmm. Um, and San Diego, where it all started for me. So I'm stoked to finally have a camera in my hand and, and join the community. Well, I'm really excited to stay tuned and see what happens with all that. And for anybody listening, don't worry, we'll be linking all of uh, all of the pages here, so you guys can also follow along with uh, everything that Jeff has coming out soon. But uh, what is something you wish people knew about your culture? Wow, culture! Culture is, is such a um, it's it's the c word. It's a strong <laughs> word, right? Uh, <laughs> culture. I've always uh, wondered, um, is culture something that defines uh, your religion, what you believe in, where you've been, where your ancestry came from, your family tree? Um, my culture is my teammates. My culture has always been about the culture of strangers, meaning on a dive team, you could have five, six, 12 people, y'all from all different places. We get a southern drawl from, from you know, Florida. We have someone that's from uh, the Midwest and never saw an ocean that joined the service Navy to get out there. My culture, I think, really was defined by the ability to share and kind of come together as, as a hybrid and cross-pollinate, if you will. So my culture, my culture is, uh, got them 10%, I think, East Coast. And the more beers that I drink will come out, right? <laughs> Kid from Boston, uh, the haircut. But I think uh, my culture now is the shared experiences of others. So mm -hmm. I, I think I've, um, I've gone through, and again, going back to your original question, is that I feel like I'm shedding my skin. And that means um, not shedding so much what I believe in, but kind of gaining new colors in the palette of my skin or new, new colors, uh, prisma, prismatic uh, effect of what culture means to me. And uh, I feel that I'm more truly the, the sum of others when it comes to culture, because every day I see a new image and 
through travel, through, I'm like, holy, I've never seen that before. Mm. I've never tried that, I've never, and so culture to me is acceptance of others, how they wake up in the morning, and how I can make it um, uh, a part of my DNA. So I know it's an odd way to answer that question, but yeah, my culture is, it's, it's, it's really just uh, other people um, experience life. Mm -hmm. And again, going through my daily routine of just going through all this content from people all over, that someone that is from the Swiss Alps, which you would think is the most beautiful you know, spot on the planet, falling in love with Palisades in, in Tahoe, or falling mm -hmm. in love with the reflection of fallen leaf. So it's amazing to me that to me that is a culture. That's mm -hmm. a culture of, of people that are experiencing this place for the first time. Absolutely, for sure. Would you feel like you know what your purpose is in life? <laughs> uh, asked me ten years ago. You know, I was this very uh, thicker-necked, arrogant uh, <laughs> in the gym. You know, twice a day. You know, just like I'm gonna take on the world. Um, my purpose in life, I think is taking the I, you know, uh, out of me. Mm -hmm. And I think that the purpose in life is, we know, one of the first books I, I read um, in high school was Anne Rice's uh, Interview with a Vampire. And I was enthralled with the idea of being a vampire, living forever. But then when you really think about that, you go into the book, you realize it's a curse. Mm -hmm. And so that purpose for Lestat was uh, to pass on his, <laughs> his vampirism, right, to others. And at the end, you know, he was just, you know, he, was, he was done in by his, by his immortality. And I think that my purpose, my, my, my hopeful purpose, is to take what I've learned to grow from the mistakes or the outcomes that I didn't have planned, and for others to be like, hey, cool, yeah, you know what, I'm gonna do it this way. Because whether it's snowboarding, whether it's in the ring, learning a new technique, uh, being a, a coach, you know, a life coach, that you realize that the purpose and the power of you is someone liking you, admiring what you do, and saying, "Well, heck, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go and start my own thing." Mm -hmm. And at first, the ten-year uh, version uh, ago of me. Be like, you know, how dare you? That's that's my it's my intellectual property. Yeah, forget about it. Uh, that's that's not what it's about. I think the purpose we all have is to realize that y'all got a superpower, and if your acceptance of that, then 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 sharing it really becomes your purpose, because no fun being on a stage, got an empty audience, and I think that that would be uh, going forward, and, and it's a struggle, right? Because you. You, you make something, you tell a story, you, you feel it's yours, you don't, you don't want it stolen, you don't want it taken away. But really, when you realize that you, know, you, you fill a, a stadium for a game, you fill uh, an audience for a live performance, something, right, we're all trying to get back to. <laughs> I think if you ask someone, like, you know, what, what, what do you miss? I hear so many times, I want to go to concerts, mm -hmm. you know? Well, there's a purpose in that, right? There's a purpose is to entertain engage and educate and I think that those three E's have been my purpose in life and, and going forward. Yeah, that's awesome. And I'd say it's it seems very evident that you are pursuing and living that out. So it's, that's a good it's an awesome thing to be able to be a part of in your own life. 
So I don't know if you actually have any, but do you have a favorite tattoo and why? Wow, you know what? I didn't shave. I'm gonna. Just sh the audience is gonna see this at home. So wow. <laughs> All right, there okay, you go. Okay, wow. So uh, I'm raising my left calf. We will take a picture of this. Uh, what's on my left calf is a Mark V dive helmet that mm -hmm. um, I had tattooed. I actually drew uh, the image, oh, wow. and then I gave it to my instructor uh, in San Diego, and uh, it was custom for Navy divers to get, you know, the octopus and you know the trident or the hard hat. Um, for myself, um, growing up with reading uh, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, um, I think early on, uh, I didn't realize it, but these moments that were happening early on in my timeline, the near drowning, the, you know, being, um, growing up on the East Coast and, and being, uh, you know, going to, to the ocean as a kid growing up, Point Judith in Newport, Rhode Island. Um, that t tattoo needs some work because it was many moons ago. However, that I don't, I don't have any others, but it's the one kind of um, uh, rite of passage, you know, that uh, to go, I think I went in with 100 uh, candidates. I think we graduated with 14. Wow. I was the honor grad. And uh, when, you know, I was this littlest dude. I was, um, I was a candidate that was 150 pounds, and um, everyone else was about 190 to 10. And so that tattoo um, has always represented probably one of the, the uh, best parts of my life, and I didn't mm -hmm. realize it. It was over before it started. Mm -hmm. And if I had a time machine, if that's one of your questions, is to go back to Coronado and uh, do push-ups in the mud again. But yeah, <laughs> that tattoo is, uh, is, is something kind of, you know, I drew it, I made it, it stuck on me, uh, and it'll always kind of be there. And I, yeah, I wish, I wish the tattoo could be a place where I could press a button and go hmm. back and uh, redraw it hmm. and relive it. And it was great because it was free and it took two shots of tequila. <laughs> and uh, thank God the person putting it Knew on me didn't have doing. tequila. <laughs> but um, yeah, my team uh, all got uh, a tattoo of some sorts on, uh, hmm. on their calf. Hmm. That's cool, that's awesome. And, and it's really neat to have that like permanent memory for you as well. And you're clearly a talented artist because some time or not it's still as clearly legible as to what it is if i drew something we would not know what we were looking at but <laughs> i'll shave next time for you <laughs> what is something that you are most proud of i would say graduating from 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 navy dive school i, I know mm -hmm. we, we could touch on that but you know i've, I've certain things in my life um, i started a company called uh, baby genius as one of the creative directors and baby genius turned into uh a household name, you know, it was uh, a series of uh, children's entertainment, uh, animated characters. We did work with uh, Jim Henson Studios, Microsoft. I mean, it really was um, uh, one heck of a platform um, for for children, kind of like learning the world around them. Yeah. That was great. But you know what? I think going through um, and being a part of something that um, is, we talked about community, you know, in this, uh, it really, it, it defines me every day. I think I can't think of um, a time where if I'm going through something I'm unsure of, if I'm meeting someone that I'm uh, intimidated about or, uh, or just um, a challenge, I always go back to that. So I think the pride came from not something that's so much that I, I accomplished or it was the individuals that it's a community that's still mm -hmm. today very rarely known of. You know, mm -hmm. we, we hear SEAL teams, and we hear, but that community at the very um, at the very inception of it 
is about um, letting air <laughs> become a secondary source, whether it's uh, fed through a line to a helmet, whether it's on your back, um, or whether it's you know it's it's a breath hold, you know, getting from point A to point B. And so I think I'm I'm just proud to have gone through that with mm -hmm. others and um, to uh, to say that I'm still in contact with them. And they really are a driving force. They're my lifeline. You know, mm -hmm. they're a community that I can say, hey, you know, I'm going through this, and um, and they're like, suck it up, <laughs> you know. Or they're like, you know, this is what this is how I would do it. Mm -hmm. So that community um, and that pride, it's good to know that I can reach out to them even now and mm -hmm. not being an active duty member and. and mm -hmm members that uh, are our active duty that are asking me like you know kind of like dad tell me a story yeah. um, those that storytelling is a very prideful thing because it's always going to be with you and as it should be and I, I really actually appreciate a lot that you've shared so much about that part of your life because it is something that not many people do know about uh, that branch within our, our military and yeah and thank you for that that time and that commitment and that service um, it really does allow us to live in a place and to appreciate the things that we have in this world here for us. So it's it's something very much you should be proud of as, as you are. And, and I love that that's in the community and not just in like, I got this for me or this speaks to me. It's like, no, I'm a part of this and they're a part of me and I support them and they support me. And that's, that's what matters. It really does matter deeply. So is there anything else that you want others to know about who you are or what matters to you? You know, just to, uh, as much as I always tell people when I, um, I, I see an image or I see a story, I always put, you know, well, we follow. Hmm. You know, and I think that um, I am always willing to, to follow someone if they've got a great story, hmm. if they have a great um, ambition, um, a, a drive, a passion. So for anyone that has that, I mean, I have an open door. It's, it's very easy to, to DM, you know, to mm -hmm. text. To, there's so many points of contacts. But, um, yeah, I would say, you know, it, it, I'm open to the doors open. Mm -hmm. It's really um, where you want to go and to just, you know, stay, stay open-minded. Mm -hmm. Maybe go back to that place again and have a different perspective. Mm -hmm. And if you treat life as a photographer would, they're always looking for the next best shot <laughs> at whatever given time mm -hmm. through whatever treacherous path that they have to go to. Um, but yeah, just you know, stay elevated and, uh, mm -hmm. and stay, you know, stay, stay pursuing what, um, what got you involved in something in the first place. <laughs> Don't lose sight of it. Absolutely. Well, Jeff, thank you. It's been an absolute honor uh, to sit down with you, to get to know you more, to be able to share who you are and, and what you value and just all of the awesome things that you've put work into, have your hand into, and what you are sharing with the rest of the world. So thank you so much for, uh, for your time and uh, for letting me uh, share this and, and share who you are with others. Thanks for coming to Tahoe. Thank you for tuning in to This World My View. Your reviews are what keep this show going. So if you have a moment, I would so appreciate you just taking a second to write a review. Anything from, I really enjoyed this, or something you took away that changed your perspective or impacted your life, or something you connected with. If you have a chance to share that on social media and tag me and the show in it, I would greatly appreciate that. I just want to thank you also for just being a part of my world and community here at This World My View.